Welcome to Beyond the Numbers, where Weaver professionals talk business and accounting. We'll explore a wide variety of topics from tax law and accounting standard changes to managing cyber, fraud, financial, and operational risks. What do these issues mean to your business? Join us as we go Beyond the Numbers to find out. Welcome to Weaver Beyond the Numbers Real Estate Edition podcast. I'm Howard Altschuler, partner in charge of real estate services for Weaver, and as always, joined by my tax partner, Rob Nowak. Um, today, we have as a special guest, um, another one of our audit partners here in Dallas, Andy Freundlich. Um, before we start, I wanted to mention that our podcast is for information and education and entertainment purposes only. Um, we are not offering accounting or other advice. Um, however, if there's something that you like or something you wanna talk about, please um, either give us a call or talk to um, your tax advisor or financial advisor. But actually we'd rather you give us a call. With that, um, let's go ahead and get started. So um, Rob, what's gonna be our subject for today? Well, since we have Andy joining us, I thought we'd talk about something that I know that, that he has a lot of interest in and is passionate about and that's risk management and how risk management uh, you know, might relate to real estate vis-a-vis you know, um, current events, events that unfold, things we've been through over the last year. And uh, you know, with that, ask Andy to kick us off a little bit. All right, well, thanks. Thanks guys, appreciate it very much. Glad to, uh, glad to join you here. So you know, a few things, the last, this last year has been simply amazing for a lot of reasons. And we, we think about how really unprepared we are for everything. Um, you know, obviously the country was unprepared for having uh, masks available to us and the uh, personal protective equipment. Uh, we recently went through all the storms in Texas and the freezes and the electricity going out and, and all the things that, are, that uh, came about from all that. And so, you know, we're, we're always thinking about risk management. We're thinking about insurance. We're thinking about how we can be healthier. We're thinking about all kinds of things all the time and asking ourselves, you know, the what if questions. So, you know, from a business perspective and from a real estate perspective, um, you know, we were talking amongst ourselves and, and we're talking about that quite often. And it's about what, what, do we, what do we do to help, you know, stave off some potential things that could occur. And so that's what I think what we wanted to really talk about was just what kind of things come to mind and, and who, do, who do the experts go to and, and who do companies uh, management go to to talk about these types of things. So Andy, you know, risk, risk management isn't risk elimination, obviously. And so there's always some type of a, a cost benefit factor that's involved with that. So kind of along those lines, what are you thinking of kind of at a very high level in terms of what types of risks um, or kind of how impactful of risks are, are, are we thinking about, especially for those in the real estate industry, maybe, you know, tenants or building owners or developers, what have you. So <clears throat> a couple a couple of things um, that, that come to mind relate to um, to me, the first thing that comes to mind is kind of like deferred maintenance. If there's projects that need to take place in a particular property, um, you know, are the resources going to be available? Um, that's both labor as well as materials um, and equipment. Is it going to be available? The whole supply chain has been, you know, terribly disrupted over this past year. 
Uh, projects may cost more to get done. There's a lot, you know, huge amount of talk about in the economy about inflation. How real is it? You know, is it going to be out of control? And I think we're going to find out a lot about how much things cost. And I think things will cost a lot more than we might expect as building owners and managers try to complete projects in their in their properties. When you talk about deferred maintenance, you know, you're you're talking to a certain extent about things we know that need to be done, right? So what is in front of us, the, the known knowns? What are your thoughts about the, the unknowns? And you know, how do we prepare for whether it be our the physical asset or safeguarding our tenants for you know what could be the next thing? Do you have any thoughts on how we prepare for what comes next at some point? So as as building owners and managers and asset managers, you know, get together and they and they, and they brainstorm the thoughts and and review their own properties plans and and so forth. Um, you know, not to bring out things that that are somewhat obscure, but you know what you know what do you do with all the glass around these beautiful office buildings? You know, they're they're you know what could happen if things get a little bit out of control and and Believe me, I, you know, we all hope and, and expect that those things aren't going to happen, but they could happen. So what plans are in place to protect the property, uh, you know, ahead of time? Um, what kind of, um, just from the standpoint of cybersecurity in a building, you know, what are the things that could happen? What are, the, what are all the what ifs? And have they tested the systems in place and how good are they for, to protect the properties? Um, goes to the air quality systems and and how those are being monitored and, and can they be hacked into and so forth. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's there's a lot of issues that can be explored and you know there's no better time to explore those issues yeah. than as soon as possible. Well, I was I was just going to say I mean you know you br- you bring up a good point because we've seen so many of those things and you know I think we run into that level of complacency of you know something like that could never happen. And, you know, look what's happened over the course of just the last 12 months. And so I think it does need to be brought to the forefront of people to start going instead of thinking, you know, gee, that could never happen. Go, well, that could happen. Mm -hmm. So how do how do we deal with it? And, you know, is it is it feasible to to try and deal with it? Or is it one of those things that we just have to, you know, take the chance and, you know, and and see what happens? And I think when you when you deal with perhaps addressing one risk, like you said, Andy, uh, perhaps there are some different systems that are going to be automated that would be put in place to deal with air quality or monitor air quality mm-hmm. issues. If those are run through a network-based platform, does it now present another, you know, maybe this is a known unknown, a cybersecurity risk, as you said. Do we Have we now created an environment where we have to further engage in risk management around our technology platforms because we have tried to prevent uh, another risk issue around another life safety system? I think you can go in a lot of different directions when you really start to set out and, and truly look at mitigating your risk. Right. And the, the age of the properties could you know be an impact too, because some, maybe some of the older properties that the, the air quality systems need to be put in place if they're not, you know, and again, trying to figure out how much those are going to cost and whether the assets are going to be available to the owners and operators to, to, do, to make it the improvements that they need to. They may take a little bit longer than expected, again, based on some of the things that I mentioned, uh, mentioned earlier. So Andy, who can someone turn to to try and get help with this? I mean, a lot of 
you know, a lot of the developers and building owners, they're really good at modeling out, you know, the risks that they're used to. You know, what's my development risk? What's my entitlement risk? What's my financing risk? Um, but now we're starting to get into some, you know, to some more, uh, shall we say, qualitative factors and a little bit more esoteric things. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm an owner or I'm a developer and it just isn't my area of expertise, where do I go? So with, you know, with any issues that we all have, we all seek higher guidance. If you're not feeling well, you go see the, you know, you see the doctor or the specialist. And the same thing goes for all business owners too. Um, you know, perhaps some of the spending that will be taking place, there maybe there's some tax ramifications that could be beneficial to the building owners and operators and so forth. Um, so, you know, to discuss the timing of the improvements and whether they're fully deductible, whether there's some energy credits available to them as a result of that. Those are possibilities. Um, and, and also with respect to IT systems and so forth. So, you know, obviously, um, you know, here at, at Weaver, we've got great resources to, in our, in, our IT, um, in our IT practice with IT security and constantly going through with clients, you know, the what if scenarios and look to see where there's weaknesses in systems. So the same thing I think goes for talking to your insurance um, representatives to make sure that cybersecurity and um, riot insurance and all kinds of different issues are, are better understood. It's almost, it's almost as if, you know, it might be beneficial to have a more robust risk management committee, if you will, within your organization that is made up with some of those external stakeholders and internal players that can bring different thoughts to the table and also be a platformer for recommending some you know, potential solutions as well. Right, absolutely. I mean, certainly the public companies are uh, generally more adept because they, they really have to make mm -hmm. sure that they're, they're attending to the risk uh, management, uh, good risk management practices and, and so forth. Um, not that there's, there's clearly opportunities with public companies as well to to explore, you know, options and 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 where there's weaknesses, but for you know, for most private companies, it's um, you know they they need to have kind of a you know a, a group of people, whether it's the advisors, whether it's the boards, and certain outsiders that they really can look to to um, to do some uh, gener generate some good thinking and some brainstorming to make sure that they 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 uh, you know deal with these issues. Well, very good. Well, Andy, we really appreciate the insight that you have, and um, thanks for joining us on um, on our call today. Yeah, this was the Weaver Beyond the Numbers Real Estate Edition podcast, um, hosted by Rob Nowak and Howard Altshuler. Pleased to have you join us again this week. Look forward to upcoming episodes published every week. You can always find all of our rebroadcasts and white papers with a lot of good information and content at weaver.com. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.